Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Trophy Talk podcast. This is episode 45 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting show, where we discuss trophy lists, uh, trophy hunting, what games we're playing, all that fun stuff that you've come to know and love. I am one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Daryl Fuimano and Eli Downing, the Bash Brothers. How are you boys today? What did you just call us? The Bash Brothers. The Bash Brothers. You're kind of like Mario and Luigi or something, you know? And I'm, of course, Peach. So, yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I don't know. Me and Eli are both similar to Luigi, so I don't know which of us would be Mario. Well, neither. I have blonde hair, so this immediately disqualifies me from being in that discussion. You're you're Peach. Yeah, I can maybe be Toad. Toad or Peach. Toad or Peach, yeah. I say Peach. Okay, wow. Well, well, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Nothing wrong with Peach, by the way. I feel like Daryl would be more like Bowser, though. Mm. Hells, yeah, let's go. And then Eli would be like Mr. Bones or something, or Birdo, or Yoshi, or I don't know. Maybe just a Goomba. Interesting. Or maybe Mario, dude. Yeah. Why can't I be Mario? What, did did you, uh, that's true. You do have the Smash. Oh, I do, yeah. Um, have you played the new, Mar- not the newest Mario Party, but like the previous one that came out for the Switch? Either of you guys played that one? Do either of us on a Switch? Yeah, Daryl does, right? Daryl does, huh? No, I don't. I My in-law has one. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, it's kind of a moot point. Basically, the characters in the game <laughs> have different die depending on which character you pick. So I was just curious which one you normally played as. Like, I, for example, usually play a shy guy in Mario Party because his dice is four fours and two zeros. So more often than not, you're moving four spaces. What? They have different numbers on them? Yeah, they have like different die. Like so some of the characters like Bowser has like he can move like nine or ten spaces for some of his die rolls, but other die rolls he gets like minus two coins or something. So it's kind of cool actually. And you can always use a normal die as well, but you just have the option of using their character specific one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. As yeah. long as there's like a a, a balance, like a like a control, right? Like the Federal Bureau of Control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as Jesse Faden's stepping in there, as needed. Yeah. yeah but anyway, though, uh, how are you guys doing? You guys doing good this fine Saturday morning? We're back to our normal recording schedule, so some some yes. good stuff there. I'm doing great, like Tony the Tiger Man. I'm great. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I am. I am not great. It's your birthday, dude. Yeah, I'm 30. I've hit, I've, I've, I've peaked. I've yeah, peaked. let's go. <laughs> it's over. The whole squad is over 30 now. Wait. Mm-hmm. What? Sheesh. Sheesh. We're like adults doing this shit. Yeah, and we're still oh, yeah. sheeshing. That's and great. I know. I know. That's probably like not even a thing anymore. Sheesh is probably like so yeah, two months ago, but whatever. Yeah. We're going to be such boomers, dude. So what's yeah, on? Playing, what's, uh, go ahead. I was playing Rocket League last night, and there was a there was some uh, there was a team that we got beat by, and their name was Deathcore Dads. And I was like, "Oh, what? That's pretty cool." Because like I'm into metal and mostly Deathcore, mm. so we got chatting. They were like 37, 35. One had like three kids. I was like, "This, wow, okay." And they yeah. were pretty good for a bunch of boomers. That's cool, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not the only one. So that's the kind of group that we can look forward to you like signing up for now like dad yeah it's like the old like bowling team but it's gonna be like the old you know 
the fucking Rocket League geezers team, you know? Right, right. I could totally see you getting into that Amazon MMO New World as well. Oh, and, yeah. And just playing with, like, a dad group on there. They play, Couple like... people. Yeah, they, they play, that. like, once a week for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's our night, boys. It's our night. We're gonna raid today, and then you just spend half, <laughs> We're gonna of raid tonight. half your time just gathering crafting components yeah. for a fucking yeah. potion. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we're we're all getting older, indeed. What do, you, what do you got on the docket for the day itself? Are you doing anything special today? Uh, meat. There's a bunch of meat. What? What was that? Bunch of meat. You can go to this, uh... Bunch of meat. Uh, that place, uh, boop, uh, fuck. Gapo Gacho. Oh. I, I don't know what that is. And just oh, rub down on some meat. Plot. Yeah, Daryl knows that. It's in that yes, in where we live. Is it a restaurant or is it like a butcher? I'm confused. It's a, it's, um, like a buffet, but for like fancy meat. Oh, wow. Okay. So they just like come out yeah. with like, you know, stork on a stick and chop it off right onto your plate. Damn. Stork yeah. on a stick. You know, that's not a sentence yeah. you hear every day. Nah. It's mm. some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. good meat. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, cool. What, what's your favorite kind of uh, meat? Oh, we'll find out. I've been there before, but like since the meat typically doesn't have a lot of carbs, it's a good place for me to, to stuff my face, you know? Sure. Yeah. Now you just Healthily. need like a veggie bar. You know, you just need vegetables and. Well, they do. They do have the salad bar. Okay. Well. well, there you go. And I think there's actually some uh, hot food on there too. Oh wow! So, God damn. Yeah. Dude. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll report back. Cool. So <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds good. At least you're doing something fun on your birthday itself, yeah. other than recording yeah. the podcast, of course, which is incredibly fun. Totally ruined my morning, dude. You could say it enhanced. I'm hyped. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Cool. And then Daryl, you know. Not your birthday, but good day, you said. You feeling good? You're like Tony the Tiger over there. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Feeling pretty good, you know? I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm back to the regular schedule again. So, yeah, things have been pretty good. Yeah. Does it feel amazing having that extra day off every week? Oh, my goodness. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's great, like, man. Last week, we got our weekends back, and it was probably like the hot conversation last week. Everyone was like talking about what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. The two days off again, yeah. Just everybody was excited. I was pretty excited about it too. Yeah, that's great, man. Very cool. Qu- quite happy that that is a that that is a thing as well. Although I cheated a bit and I was on vacation for a week, so I had I had two weekends off before you guys started getting your weekends back. So sorry about that. But uh, you know, we're here now. It's a good time of year. We're getting into the holidays. Thanksgiving is less than three weeks away, which is pretty nutty when you think about it. And uh, before long, we're going to be at December and Christmas and all that fun stuff. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. I recently got back from the East Coast. I was gone for about a a week. And uh, when I was thinking about it, I actually didn't play games for a few days before I left, too. So it was almost two weeks there where I, I didn't play anything. So it was a pretty interesting little break i just basically played my 3ds on the plane on the way there and back and yeah spent a lot of good time with stephanie's family did a lot of east coast shit went to an orchard uh, on halloween i went and like chopped down some trees and then used a log splitter to make some firewood and i did about 2000 about (laughs) 2000 pounds worth down a tree dude yep Uh, with my brother-in-law i swear to god i was so sore afterwards it took me about five hours to do all that work with him and it was Pixar didn't happen i don't have pics but he does I yeah can, i can exactly. get them from him 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nutty. And then I also went on <laughs> uh, a couple trail runs in the woods out there, which was cool. I was trying to run every other day still to stay like on that grind when I was on vacation. So it was a good time. Did you hit the Appalachian Trail? No, I did not mm. hit the Oregon Trail. You know what I mean? Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What you mean. I don't know what I mean either. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, I hear we have a banger question to start off the day. Yeah. Word on the street is. So what, what do we got here for us? We've just been, uh, you know, hanging on this one for a while until we can get all three of us back together because I, I want to get everyone's take on this. But we, we were always talking about, uh, you know, some kind of random question with food or like hygiene. So the, the new question is, how often do you wash your hair? Since we all have different, you know, lengths and styles. <laughs> styles. <laughs> you said that in a very interesting way. In styles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Daryl, what about you? How often do you wash your hair? Let's start. Let's start off there. You probably um, have the shortest hair of us. So. Yeah, I do. And I don't think my answer will come to a surprise with anybody. But I wash my hair every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wash it every day. Um. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's routine for me to do that. I don't think I can go to bed without washing my hair every day. <laughs> no surprise. It, no surprise. There. Yeah. This it, is from the guy I, who changes clothes when he gets home from work. So this makes sense. <laughs> if I don't wash my hair, I sleep on the floor. What? What? Yeah. That's some psycho uh, shit. <laughs> you're one of those bed guys, huh? Yeah, I will sleep anywhere. Like, yeah, like now that I have stairs, dude, I sleep on the stairs sometimes. It's just like, oh, I gotta walk up to the third floor to sleep. I'm like, nah, these stairs look comfortable. I'll sleep just on drop the dead. stairs sometimes. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you have narcolepsy or something where you can just like fall asleep <laughs> in an instant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have that, but yeah, if, if you know, I'm feeling tired, dude, I'll just. Sit down and shut my eyes, dude. Don't even mm. matter where I'm at. Wow. We'll say working some of those schedules and you get all out of whack and shit and you don't get a lot of sleep. You can fall asleep just about anywhere in some of those days. I feel you on there that you one. Go. Like yeah. one time I came home late from work. It was like two or three in the morning and my car was pretty comfortable, man. As soon as I pulled up in yeah. the garage, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just stay in here for the night. <laughs> My wife was texting and calling me. She's like, "Where are you? Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm in the garage. I didn't feel like going up the stairs to the bedroom." Oh my gosh! Wow, that that's pretty funny. Um, Eli, you noted though, you had a comment there. I want to sort of elaborate on. You're like, you're one of those bed guys. Now, I think yeah. what, I think what you mean by that is I have a, a couple friends like this, too, where, like, the bed is sacred to them. Like, if they're yeah. not 100 percent clean, they will not go in their bed because somehow then the whole thing is tainted. Right. And it's like, oh, I can't sleep in the bed if it's slightly. It's like, well, mm -hmm. I mean, sure. So is that what you got going on, Daryl? Like your bed is a sacred space. You won't get in there if you've not showered or whatever. Yeah, because then, like, once I've contaminated the bed. Now my wife gets whatever's on me, all the sheets, the pillowcases have to be replaced. And I don't know about you guys, I hate replacing the sheets on the bed. That's like the most annoying thing to do in the house. It's like the one thing I hate doing. I leave it to my wife to do it. Yeah. Because it's mm. like once I get one corner on, I get the next and then I get the other and finally the fourth. But then I realize I put the sheet on wrong. Then I'm like, <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> you did it wrong. <laughs> There's like a little pointy corner sticking out of the sheet. Yeah. It's not flush on the bed mattress like it's supposed to be. I agree. No, it's with not you. too bad. It's not too bad. You don't you don't mind it? No. Well, I have no other choice either. Like Yeah, well you ha yeah, you have to do it. But, but it's I don't think it's that big a deal. I I don't like doing it either. I'm kind of with you, Daryl, where it's like it's probably one of my least favorite things when Stephanie's like, "Oh, we should change the sheets today." I'm like, "Ugh." why you know but at the same time i'm like once i start doing it i'm like this takes like five minutes you know but it's just yeah. like it's i don't know if for the idea of it always seems so annoying because you got to just deconstruct your whole bed i just don't like washing it yeah well that, i mean that's pretty passive though right you just put it in the washing machine but it's and... a it's a it's a big it's a lot of shit and like depending on how big you're like your big cover is then like that's got to be its own separate load and that fucking rattles the washing machine all around right it's just you know it's uh, that's too much washing yeah. it too much okay so you just well, don't wash it and it's always dirty and uh yeah true true what upsets <laughs> the nightmares for daryl <laughs> what upsets me the most is like you know i'm ready to go to bed i'm hella tired i get up to my room and i notice that all the sheets all the covers are gone and i'm like what the hell happened babe she's like oh i decided to wash everything i'm like i was just about ready to jump into bed there's mm. nothing on the bed anymore. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It's like another 10 minutes to get everything, you know, back onto the bed. And it's like, oh, <laughs> don't want to do this before I go to bed. Well, luckily you have the stairs, it sounds like, and the floor and a couple other options. To yeah. So, I got so that's walls, good. My that's car. Good. <laughs> fresh, sheet, fresh sheets feel great, though. Yeah, they do feel oh, great. Yes. They do feel great. Nicely tucked bed. It's it's all fucked within like ten minutes though, so it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, uh, we've skewed very far from. We've skewed far. Question. So you wash your hair every day, Daryl. Okay, got it. Uh, I'm middle length of hair, so I'm gonna let me go next, and then Eli, you go, because you have the longest hair now. Actually, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, pretty weird. So I don't wash my hair every day, and I don't even shower every day. I'll tell you that right now. And a uh, big part of that is laziness, but the other part of that is the fact that we are in a severe drought situation in California, and oh, if, you, if you don't need to shower every day, you really <laughs> you, shouldn't. And you martyr, you. on top of that, I usually schedule my showers. Uh, so I guess to the, to the original question, every time I shower, I wash my hair. So there's not a time that I'm like getting in the mm. shower, I'm not washing my hair. But I only shower basically after a run. And since I only run every other day, that means that I shower every other day. Hmm. So that's how it works out. I don't shower because I'm saving the environment. Well, Get you should. Out of here, well, you should, we should not Get shower just to help save the environment. That's what. You, or, or take Get shorter out. showers if you're going to shower every day. You know. And for all you people, for, for all you people listening, not on the West Coast, you're like, well, I'm not in a drought, whatever. It's like that doesn't mean you should be wasteful of water either. Just because you have it doesn't mean you should waste it. Okay. So just think about it. You should, if you don't need to be in the shower for 15 minutes, which I don't think anyone needs to be in there for 15 minutes, don't be. Okay? Just a little quick PSA. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Eli. What about you? Um, well, yeah, I have gone from the shortest hair to the longest hair since we've started this podcast, actually. But when I, when I didn't have any hair, I would just soap up my head as part of, like, a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then, and then when it got the like to the prickly point, like the soap would just stick in my head, and it would like, or it would come out with like uh, the soap would have like the the 
streaks cut into it, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 But I've, I used to like shower and wash my hair as part of, you know, a regular daily routine. But, um, you know, there's some controversy surrounding this subject where, you know, washing and showering every day is not the most healthy. So, uh, I don't know how recent, but like maybe since my hair has been getting longer, I've tried to not wash my hair every day. Mm. And it's almost come down to about like once or twice a week, maybe. Right. Um, and so I try to I try to shower every day, but sometimes like you, it comes to laziness. And, you know, depending on how dirty I got at work or how dirty I know I'm going to get tomorrow. Right. Or like stuff like that, if, um, you know. I don't have a regular shower routine, so it's quite random. But yeah, I, my hair is quite thin and, uh, you know, hit my big three. Oh, starting to starting to recede quite a bit. So I'm trying to take care of it, take care of it as best as I can. And, uh, you know, I think washing it every day is is hurting it more than helping it. So I've but, tried to slow down on the wash. But, but let me just it's to got, clarify, you get it wet, though, still when you're in the shower, right? You don't like wear a shower cap. When you're not depends. Washing your okay. Like if all the boys are in chat and I'm taking a shower and I get down to 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 get in there, you know, then then sometimes I try to keep it dry. Oh my <laughs> god! Because it's kind of long, dude. It takes a while to fucking dry, dude. <laughs> that's what Ste- that's what Stephanie always. Says. So Stephanie has this distinction yeah. where she's like either gonna shower or she's gonna rinse off. Those are two different things. Okay. Mm. The rinse is purely a body scrub down, right, with soaps mm-hmm. and stuff with like a hair net on or, so, or I don't know whatever shower cap on basically so that her hair doesn't get wet because it takes hell long to dry. But mm-hmm. then if she says she's going to shower, it involves washing the hair, all the, all the charade. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just curious. Yeah, I, I try to get it wet. That's like the, it gets some of the, some of the oils out. But right. some of those oils are essential for your hair, and we're just washing them out every day. That's why it's not, like, super great for you. Sure. Yeah. True. Good point. So, Good point. Yeah. They're, they're not just there because we don't have them because they're bad for us. Right. You know? Yeah, think about that, Daryl. Maybe those oils are good for your bed. Essential oils. Mm-hmm. Let them seep into your it's pillow. Got it. Yeah, it's good fragrance. Right. For the bedroom. Right. He's, he's not amused. He's not impressed. He's, no, he's not. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not changing anything. It's all natural, man. You're just washing off the, n- the natural, you know? <laughs> all natural. <laughs> That's the thing with, like, like deodorants, too. Like, your your stink is, like, got your own pheromones in there that you know do things but like i guess we've you know as humans have come to not like that smell even though we are supposed to it's kind of weird it is weird yeah the uh the evolution of like personal hygiene over the last like couple hundred years is very very strange i mean if you think about Mm -hmm. just the fact that people were just so gross and didn't brush their teeth and you know they threw their poop and their piss out their window with a bucket into the streets you know, not mm-hmm. not that long ago that this was the case, yeah, and now it's like is. if you're not showering every day, brushing your teeth twice a day, you know, immaculately, you know, wearing fresh clothes, etc., you're dirty. It's very weird. Yeah. Very weird. I think it's a little above and beyond. Oh, I agree. In my opinion. I agree. Yep. But anyway, that was a good question oh. to, to get things. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. One one more quick comment. We talked about the jeans and washing them. Uh, how often we wash our jeans, and I've come upon a recent discovery. Okay. Of uh, uh, where you don't have to really wash your jeans at all. No way. Yeah. So you can stick them in the freezer. 
<laughs> yeah. Are you trolling us right here? No. If you stick them in the freezer, it freezes off all the like bacteria and gross stuff. Oh like, wow. Yeah. Does that work with so my don't... my chonies too? Like I could just put my underwear in the freezer every night. I don't think you want to want to put those on, dude. <laughs> 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 That's a fun prank, but, by the yeah. way. You just put your significant other's uh, underwear or their bra in the freezer if you know they're going to wear it the next day. Take it out in the morning. Have fun. You know, learn to hear first. It's classic. It's classic. That's a, that was a real classic <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay, well, that's, uh, that is, uh, that's yeah. good information. So, folks, if you want to try this out, put your jeans in the freezer. Maybe I'll do it tonight. You know, Stephanie's not here. What's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they'll be so frozen that I won't be able to get into them. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's good. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get into the show proper here, we got dad jokes. Another tra- okay. another tradition. Now we've gone a little long already. Maybe we just get a couple here up uh, off at the top. Okay. But let's. We got to make sure we get it in. All right. In the spirit of Halloween, it's past now. Right. But uh, just in the spirit of it, what noise does a witch's vehicle make? Broom, broom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. You're on to that one. Okay. Um, okay. How do you attract a country girl? Don't know. Daryl? Is this like a Halloween theme question? No. Or? no. Okay. How do you get a country right. girl's attention? Yeah, I don't have anything. Attract her. <laughs> 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 that's good i like uh, that one. i like that one okay yeah that was solid and all right let's get one more let's get one more one more yeah okay this one I, I came up with this one at work uh not from uh god damn it not is... from not from nick this yeah, one's sure. straight from me sure it is <laughs> but what is the gnarliest position you can have with the government uh <laughs> position with the government yeah <sighs> i don't know Daryl? Um, a president. I don't know. The Senate. Because they sent it a little too hard there, bud. <laughs> Just gonna send it. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty, there, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Thank you, thank you. One for three for me. I'll take it. I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> All righty. Good stuff. So as we mentioned at the top, this is, of course, the Trophy Talk podcast, a bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast where we discuss all manner of things related to trophies. If you like what, you, what we do, you can go ahead and find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. There's links in there for the Discord, which we would encourage you to join as well, and a bunch of tiers of support over there, so go and check that out. Really appreciate it. If you're listening on free feeds, of course, thank you as well. Make sure to leave a like and a comment or share whatever that helps the podcast grow and finds a new audience. We really appreciate that as well. And speaking of the Discord, we've got a race going on, still ongoing towards, uh, it's going to end at the end of December for this year, and we have some pretty good games that are eligible for the race this month, and I wanted to give Eli the opportunity to call out a couple at the top that we're not going to go into a more in-depth discussion on with our trophy list dissections. So, Eli, what do we have for those eligible games? What do we have? Well, of course we have. Yep, go ahead. Um... Knockout City. Correct. Which is not a great one. <laughs> right. And we've talked about that in previous episodes, so we're not going to cover it again here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's First Class Trouble, which is uh, PS4, PS5. Yep. 
Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning for PS4. Uh, Knockout City, of course. And then the some of the PSVR titles they gave out. So they gave out six games this month, which is pretty baller. It's a really good month, I think, for PS Plus. Yeah, there's The Walking Dead. Um, I don't, I forget what it's called. Saints and Sinners. 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 Yeah, and then there's this Until You Fall, which looks pretty cool. It's like a sword fighting VR, which looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I like the uh, the aesthetic there. I don't know how it plays. Uh, but then there's this The Persi- Persistence, which is a VR game that is totally playable uh, without VR. So it is technically eligible for the race. So you can you have a choice of four games because they're all playable on PS4 this month. Correct. Yeah. So quite the options and uh, quite the variety of options. You got a long RPG. You got a multiplayer game. Well, two multiplayer games, but um, a the uh, game. first class first class city is, you know, definitely very different from Knockout City. Yeah. Our first class trouble. Did I say first class city? You did. You did. First class trouble is very different from Knockout City. God damn. Not different enough for me to mix them up, though. Yep. Yeah, it's all right. And then, uh, yeah, and then you got like a survival horror. So it's pretty, uh, pretty banger month. It, IMO. It definitely is. I mean, when you think about last month's offerings as well, I mean, PGA, we had a, a bunch of folks who already put their screenshots of their platinum in the Platshot channel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, you, you got some good options. I'm really curious to see what December holds. But so far, I feel like this leg of the race certainly better than the second one in terms of options. So. Yeah, go and check that out. Again, you can find the link to our Discord on Patreon. And additionally, if you're a Patreon supporter of a certain tier, you get to ask us questions, and you get your name shouted out on the show. So let's get into things proper here, and going to do some Patreon shoutouts at the top. So I wanted to give a special thank you. Oh my gosh, sorry, my screen just freaked out. <laughs> I wanted to give a, a special thank you to Charles Bilby, the Sly G. Cooper, Patrick Tebow, Slugger, be down, maximum carnage, and Skrillis for their support of the Trophy Talk podcast. If you want to be like these fine folks, you can go over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast and check it out. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And let's get into our Patreon submitted questions faux show. This first one comes to us from Maximum Carnage, and he asks if Sony were to ever start upscaling and remastering their PSP back catalog to bring forward to the PS4 or the PS5 and this included trophy support, which three games would you like to see released first? From him, or for him, excuse me, it would be Metal Gear Acid, Dissidia 0-12, I'm pretty sure that's not 0 through 12, Dissidia 0-12, Final Fantasy, and Final Fantasy 7, Crisis Core. So, uh, Daryl, what do you have for this one? Mine is, um, I haven't played the PSP, um, so I kind of like, the Google search of like what's act- actually on the PSP platform. So I just pick like some games that are familiar to me. There's a lot of games I had no idea what they were about. Yeah. Um, I chose uh, like God of War, Chains of Olympus, and Ghost of Sparta, GTA. There's a few of those like Chinatown Wars, Vice City Stories, and Liberty City Stories. Mm hmm. I was pr- surprised to see Siphon Filter there. So there's a couple of games there. Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror, and Logan Shadow. Um, I played a lot of Siphon Filter back in the day, so it was really cool to see that. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I had a lot of fun playing this on the 360. So 
I really, I would like to play that on the PSP. And that's more than three games, but <laughs> Ape Escape on the loose. Uh, I thought that was a, a game I, I've always wanted to play uh, back in the days, but just never had a chance to. So seeing that, that kind of made me think, oh, that'd be a great game to play. For sure. I think there was rumors going around that there was potentially a new Ape Escape in development. This was like before the PS5 even came out, though, and we've still not seen it. So I don't know if that's still the case or not, but would be cool to uh, have the option. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Eli? What do you have for this? Uh, I've got so I don't I've never had a PSP either. Uh, I had a buddy that had it. Um, I might have played like some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater things on it. Um, but so. I just looked up some stuff, and I think the God of War, of course, gotta gotta get God of War. Sure, that's only available on the PSP. And then uh, I always play. I always like playing the M Plus or M Plus Plus on. You guys ever play that on the computer? Mm mm. So it was what like it was a game. I think you know, like the uh, the addicting games dot com time. You know all the Flash games coming out. Yeah, like e- Ebaum's world and shit like that. Yeah, I think N is just for like ninja, and you're like this ninja that goes around. You got to pick up all the coins in this like uh, parkour course kind of thing, and yeah. avoid like bombs and traps and stuff. It's very like you're just like a stick figure. Obviously, it was the those kind of times, um, but it's it was pretty fast paced, very fast paced type thing where you you're, you're using momentum, kind of like Rocket League. <laughs> So <laughs> kind of like Dark Souls. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like Dark Souls related. Um, there's a dodge button, so it's basically Dark Souls. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so M plus it, it is available on the 360 uh, and Nintendo DS. And there's probably some original version from like the PC, but it is uh, locked to those as well. So it'd be cool to I, I think M plus plus I actually bought on PS4. Uh, but this M plus version, uh, it'd be nice to see because M plus plus is like fucking super hard trophy list. So I'll probably never play it. Ratchet and Clank size matters, which I think is a hilarious title for like, like, cause they're always pretty good with their naming and like making it, uh, sexual innuendos. Right. And, uh, so like size matters being on the PSP, like that's just fucking, that's pretty funny. That's yep. pretty classic. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was back when they uh, were still doing that. I mean, I, I don't know. If the newest one followed that same rift apart, I mean, yeah, people are saying it's like rift ripped apart, but oh, that's right, that's, yeah, that's still yeah. not like that's still not the same kind of up going commando and up your arsenal, like that's not even close to these. Like it's, yeah, you know, one of those is not like, like a the other. Childish <laughs> joke, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Find the difference. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, so that that's also available on PS2. So. Uh, I should have looked up if it was available on PS now because it possibly could be, but um, I'm going to do that right now. Live, yeah, we can, we can do it right but, now. Um, yeah, those would be my three. Right on. Yeah, those are, those are pretty good. And I overlapped with you, Daryl, a little bit in terms of, well, with both of you guys in the sense that I didn't own a PSP. I didn't even really know anyone that owned one. So this whole catalog of games is really foreign to me. So the approach that I took is I looked at two different lists, basically. One was like the highest rated tactics, or tactics, just threw my hand a little bit there. Highest rated uh, PSP games that were out there, like just in Metacritic stuff. And then the other one I looked at was best selling. And so aggregating those, I was like, these are pretty solid. And they kind of agree with like 
the the type of games I like anyway. So I put Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City Stories, and Vice City Stories. Those are two separate games, actually. But as a mobile offering at the time, I think it was pretty cool and fixed a lot of the things that were... Like, they're better than the base games that they're uh, spinoffs from. So, like, Liberty City Stories is a spinoff of Grand Theft Auto 3. Vice City Stories, obviously, is a spinoff of Vice City. And I think at the time these came out, they actually handled better and, you know, played better and were smoother experiences than the originals. So getting those as options would be cool. Although now with the um, Definitive Editions coming out in less than a week as of the time of recording this, maybe it's not necessary anymore. But anyway, more retro Grand Theft Auto games would be cool to have. And I'm sure they're smaller experiences overall, so maybe the trophy list wouldn't be too crazy either. The other one that I picked was uh, the OG Star Wars Battlefront 2. So, of course, we have a Star Wars Battlefront, and we have a Battlefront 2 from Disney and Star Wars' new license with EA a couple years back. And I did not really care for that game uh, when I played the first one or the second one at at a buddy's house. It it was okay. Like, obviously, there was a campaign in the newer Star Wars Battlefront 2, but I think it was not very well regarded. And yeah, I didn't really appreciate the multiplayer grind and kind of what it was going for, which is basically that it's Battlefield just skinned as Star Wars. And so my thing was, I loved the OG Battlefront and Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox, and it exists on the PSP apparently, which I didn't know. And so no, yeah, it does not. Dude. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2. So get it, get it ported, o- ported over. Oh, it's on the it's on the DS. What is? <laughs> no, it's not. You're saying that the. the uh... All the games are always on DS, dude. Oh, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, it's on the DS. Yeah, you can buy it on the the DS. There's a Game Boy port actually. And oh um my yeah. <laughs> God, it is on the portable. I didn't even believe you. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that would be a pretty cool one. And then the final one is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions. I can't speak to the quality of this game. This was on the best-selling list, but I pulled it because we don't have a Final Fantasy Tactics game on PS4 or PS5 right now. And actually tactical you know, RPGs and tactical, like, battle sims are kind of few and far between on the platform. You have XCOM 2, but you actually can't even play XCOM 1, from from my knowledge, on PS4 or PS5, which is kind of a bummer. And, uh, yeah, you know, Xbox has Halo Wars, right, and Halo Wars 2. So this would be a cool one to bring over, and I've never played a tactics game. So, yeah, thought it was a solid choice. Those are my, those are my three. Right, so I got the uh, the correction here. Okay. Uh, the the games available on PS Now for Ratchet and Clank are a Crack in Time, All for One, mm. full, full Frontal Arsenal, Into the Nexus, <laughs> and Quest for Booty, which does not include the uh, Size Matter. So. Okay. So this is uh, it's not available. Correct. Right. That's great. Good choice then. Yeah. Right on. Well, yeah, thank you, Maximum, for that question. Sorry we don't have maybe any more in-depth sort of responses to that, but as none of us have played the PSP before, we don't really have nostalgic memories for some of the games, which is a, a bit unfortunate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but hopefully these these are some solid choices. Maybe, you know, let us know if these are actually just shite games. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we're wrong. But thank you, of course, for submitting the question and for your support of the show. So the uh, the next question here comes to us from Skrillis. Eli, do you want to read us in on this one here? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Yeah. I know you like reading out loud, so. Yeah. What is one game series that hasn't <laughs> had a reboot remake? 
<laughs> what is one game series that hasn't had a reboot remake yet that you would love to see as well as it made into a TV series and or movie adaptation? Right. So this is like, think of, oh my gosh, my cat just jumped on my PS5. That's not okay. Um, yeah, this is like... You have it laying down? It's Yeah, it's on its side on my desk. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Anywho, yes. anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, you know, with like the most recent Twisted Metal, like rumors going around, like how there's going to be a, a show for it. And like The Last of Us is going to have an HBO show and it's a game, you know, all that shit. So I'm trying to think like, yeah, the whatever title you picked would have each of those categories covered. Yeah, I picked Fusion Frenzy. Uh, it's an Xbox oh, game. Dude. What's up? That's a banger, dude. Yeah, I thought. I was only thinking like uh, PlayStation games. Oh well, he just he didn't specify. Yeah, you know? no, so, that's good. Yeah, I, that's um, a good answer. I I am not aware of a reboot for this game, so someone correct me if it's like, yeah, they've done a sequel already, you fucking idiot. And so, all right, I, my bad. Uh, but Fusion Frenzy is a, a great mini game style experience, and it takes place in a world that they didn't really explore from any like sort of story standpoint. But you could tell it was kind of like a dystopian like future aesthetic and that's kind of all the rage right now with like dune and ready player one and like some of these more recent like sci-fi movies so you have that element and you could explore that in like the tv show or the game maybe the competitors in fusion frenzy are like from different districts almost like hunger game style and they're competing for resources for their cities just an idea and then you also Hmm. have the success of something like squid game which has like really like a gauntlet style like mini game uh, sort of vibe to it as well so i was like that's cool so it kind of meets all of those different things and there hasn't been a new one like i said for xbox even and that could sort of be xbox's answer to mario party uh, on nintendo so yeah seems like a good fit all around Mm -hmm. it's a good answer good answer well thank you survey says show me potato salad uh what what do you guys have i've got so of course i want nfl blitz remade yeah no and not to mutant football league i want an nfl blitz um so but that wouldn't that wouldn't make a lot of um uh a good tv show really (laughs) Uh, it's like friday night lights or something with like yeah 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 (laughs) probably not so there's a lot of like caveats to this question where it has to be a reboot and then it may you know made into a tv series um which like are we making a a reboot game here and a tv series or is it a game that hasn't been reboot to become a TV series. I'm, and I'm not thinking a it's gonna game. do I'm thinking it's doing everything. So it's like, hey, we're rebooting this game along with the game. Here's this TV show that's coming out and also a movie. So like yeah. it's getting everything. Yeah. So a lot of the games uh have already made have like reboots. Um some of them we haven't seen yet, like the Fable one and stuff like that. But like a lot of good games already have their have their reboots, you know, like Doom and whatnot. But so Quake. it was kind of bring back Quake. Quake. They just redid that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everything's been remade at this point. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like hard for for me to pick one. So I went with uh, Dino Crisis, um, which yeah. I don't know a ton about. But I think that would be like a cool TV show. You yeah. know, like a like a Jurassic Park style TV show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that so. would be cool. 
Oh, actually, that, that, uh, before I forget, Eli, on Netflix, there's this show. It's called Camp Cretaceous. It's an animated show about Jurassic Park. Just so you wanted me to tell you whenever there's a show that comes out. So that, <laughs> just, just so you know that there's a show about dinosaurs. You told, me, you told me that one already. I need a new one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, this is a show called Squid Game. It's out on Netflix. And, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I haven't heard of it. That's all you get that's for it, right That's now. it. I'll give you one okay. more next time. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Dino Crisis is a really solid one. And like. You know, in the leaked Capcom, like, papers, I don't know what the f- official wording was, like, their, like, mm-hmm. database got hacked, whatever, it was, it was sort of expounded upon that there was things in there hinting at the fact that they are going to be doing a new Dino Crisis game, which mm-hmm. would be awesome, but what I was recently thinking about after playing Alien Isolation in that style of, like, a game where it's first-person survival horror, where it emphasizes, you know clever maneuvering through levels with like minimal combat is like imagine alien isolation perspective and horror and all that stuff with like being hunted by velociraptors in this like like abandoned and broken down like you know jurassic park and, or something right like it's kind of the same idea ruin it dude <laughs> what? Make it a fucking survival horror, dude. Dino Crisis is a survival horror game. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> it it would sur- be a dinosaur slaying <laughs> fucking TV show, okay? Oh no, for the TV and show, yeah, yeah. Going full Rambo. Yeah, TV show can be <laughs> Rambo. Movie can be Rambo. But I'm saying for the game, right? No. Like, yeah. No, don't ruin the game. <laughs> don't ruin the game. <laughs> no. It's gonna be like that uh extinction. Oh the yeah, new, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, get out of here with it's that gonna be like Turok. We're, we're just gonna shoot yeah, the shit out of it. That's it, Turok. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. no, no. Those are that's a good choice, though. It's a good choice. Survival horror. That's right, baby. Uh, what do you got, Daryl? Trying to survive this horror. Dude. Okay, birthday, <laughs> birthday boy. <laughs> uh, Next. Yeah. What about you, Daryl? Uh, I went with like Metal Gear, Siphon Filter, or Splinter Cell, like one of those, um, yep. like a reboot and a TV series. Um, I don't think a movie adaptation would be great for these type of games, just because there's so much out there for each of these games that they can't possibly make a movie out of it. It has to be like expanded into a TV series. Splinter Cell would be cool. Yeah, I think Splinter it'd be like Cell it'd would. be like James Bond movies. Right. Exactly. That, that's a Good answer, good answer. I think for that, they got to get the actor that plays um, the the agent Sam in Fisher. that game. Yeah, Sam Fisher. They got to get Michael Ironside. Ooh. Yeah. That voice is just iconic to that character. I think, uh, yeah, Splinter Cell would be really yeah. cool, actually, now that we're talking about it. And it needs a reboot, so. It does. It does. It does. I, th- I think it was confirmed in the last couple weeks, actually, that a new one is in development. Finally, but cool. uh, but I but I don't trust Ubisoft with that mm. t- with that shit anymore. Based on their recent games, mm-hmm. it's gonna be some like yeah, it's an open world Splinter Cell game where you can fucking microtransaction these new skins and camouflage it. It's like, I don't yeah. So sounds like <laughs> sounds like Elden Ring or something. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. There's probably a roll button, so it's like a Dark Souls game, basically. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Probably be like an Elden Ring reskin or something. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Siphon Filter, though, you've brought that up with the PSP thing as well. I, what is, I don't really know what that franchise is, to be honest with you. It's basically like, it's similar to Splinter Cell. It's just like some covert agency that's trying to, to prevent like a doomsday like 
terrorist plot that's going on. It's I geez, I can't remember. It's like three games on the PlayStation. But yeah, it's definitely like before like Splinter Cell. Um kinda it was kinda like like around the same time Metal Gear was coming out, like the very first Metal Gear. Um so yeah, so those three games are pretty similar in like their theme and story. Hmm. So some spy some spy spy espionage thrillers, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Those are the games I grew up on. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with those games. Um, so being able to see them created into like a TV show or a movie would be pretty cool. Preferably a TV show. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry would be a pretty cool like TV show. I, you know, they've came up with like they've come up with like reboots, right? Yes, there was a DMC was like the reboot of it, and then it's weird because they like kind of dropped the reboot line. And then just went on to like Devil May Cry Five, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't exactly know what's going on with that, but yeah, I actually played the the reboot one for a bit. I played probably like ten, fifteen hours of it and thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, okay. it definitely has the best list too. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, like as a TV show, I think that'd be pretty cool. They adapt that into like an animated version. I think it would like have the same success as uh, Castlevania's TV show on Netflix. Yeah, that would be sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah I'd, wa- I'd watch DMC. Oh yeah, as I'd, an run anime, that, I'd run that shit for sure. Oh yeah, run DMC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Little hip hop joke there for Eli. <laughs> oh, gotta squeeze him in one again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. Yeah, DMC would be cool. And then, like, the last two, they've already, like, have a TV, like, a movie coming out and, like, a remake coming out. But I'm just mentioning them anyways. Uncharted and Dead Space oh, yeah. are the ones I've always looked forward to. Um, Dead Space, big fan. Uncharted, I don't know, man. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for the movie, but I, I was not happy about it. I'm not. Yeah, I I did see the trailer. I'm unclear, like what events, like what game is it? You know what I mean? Because like you have elements of like Sully being younger, which is kind of like the flashbacks from Uncharted Three. You've got the plane cargo scene, which is Uncharted Three. But then you've got Chloe Frazier, who is from Uncharted Two. You've got Sam, Drake's brother, being talked about, who's not till Uncharted Four. And you have Nadine from Uncharted Four. So I'm like, what the, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> like, I, well, is it supposed to be a game? I don't know. Or is it supposed to be a movie? I, it's probably they're probably just taking. You're right. They're probably just taking the stance of like, here's the characters you know. We're gonna like mix them up, you know, in a new way. But I'm I'm gonna go see it, or at least I will see it. I don't know if I'll pay to see it in the theater, but I will see it when it's out, and hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I haven't. I mean, the movie's not out yet, so can't really make you know a confident judgment on the movie itself, but. Just playing the games and kind of like knowing the characters. And it kind of goes back to my point of like, you know, there's so much of like history with the game and just trying to jam pack all that into like what, two hours for a movie? It seems a bit much. And that's why like I prefer TV series over a movie adaptation because you can like expand on it, develop the characters, you know make it so it's easily digestible 
instead of like cramming everything into a movie. And I, for me, I think the I think the casting was just off by a long shot. Like I don't know about Tom Holland. I like him as Spider Man, but as Nathan Drake, uh, bleh. And I had seen online that Mark Wahlberg was actually the one to play Nathan Drake at some point. Yeah, that's correct. But the movie wasn't just in development hell for so long. And I guess they were just like, yeah, we'll just have you play Sully instead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super. And he doesn't look like Sully and doesn't really have the mannerisms of Sully. Like, I don't know. At least from the trailer, right? I mean, again, we haven't seen the movie. It could be great. I, I don't know. But... um. Yeah, I, I agree with you so far. Have you seen the trailer, Eli? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? It's cool. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> there you go. And that's it. <laughs> that's a wrap. I just think it's weird that basically there's Spider-Man movies that star Tom Holland, and there's Spider-Man like exclusive games, right? And then you have Uncharted, another Sony exclusive game franchise. Who's playing Nathan Drake? Tom Holland. <laughs> So it's just like, is this guy yeah. gonna, is this guy gonna be in everything? There's a Bloodborne movie, and the Hunter is gonna be Tom Holland. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, you know, it uh, could be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's got one of those like, you know, those goofy faces they make in Bloodborne. He's got one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I feel like a Bloodborne like animated show like Netflix or like Castlevania would be good, but a Bloodborne movie I feel like would be bad. I think it would. I don't. I don't think you could do it justice in two hours. I don't think they should do any of those. No, I hope they don't either, to be clear. There's not really, like, a story there for you to decide. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. All right, well, thank you, Skrillis, for that question, and, of course, for your support of the show over on Patreon. Much appreciated. This next question comes to us from Slugger. Daryl, do you want to read this one out for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, if there was a simulator game... Oh, what happened? Oh, okay. If there was yeah, a simulator game, that, <laughs> <laughs> did that to me too. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Deleted the other stuff on the document. It moves the question up. The same thing happened to me. <laughs> Chill out a second there, bub. I'm just trying to get. All right, whatever, man. Whatever, man. Give it a sec. You give it a sec. Right. Go for it, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, go for, go for it, Daryl. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> if there was a simulator <laughs> game for your job or trade, would you play and platinum it? What are some types of trophies you would like to see in the game? This is funny. I like this question. Yeah, it was a really interesting. Like when he sent it over, I was like, "Huh, it's kind of a cool idea." I haven't really thought yeah. about that. Uh, we're all in similar situations here, right? We all work for the same company, do different things at that company, but roughly the game could be the same, right? Or involving the same sorts of things. So, I mean, it'd be like the same world, but like. You pick a different loadout or something. Yeah, it's like you pick it. Yeah, you pick a different like job at the beginning of the game, basically. Yeah. And then that, yeah, yeah, and then, um, so yeah, I don't. Uh, would I play it? I guess let's start off with that. Would you guys play a game that was centered around, uh, the wine industry, simulator game? Yeah, sure, I would. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> So we got one yes, one I don't know about that. I'm kind of a maybe too. I don't I, I don't really like simulator games. Like I I don't play Harvest Moon. I don't play the like fishing sim games, the big hunt games, the in farming simulator, trucking simulator, bus simulator, bridge building simulator. Like I'm not really you know, I don't want to do my profession outside of work when I'm not at work, I guess. Um, yeah, what would yours be like a like a email 
typing yeah, sim? Basically. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, type these emails or like uh, balance this budget or like uh, approve these time cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, so it'd be it'd be be pretty weird here sit in these Zoom meetings all day. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> there's some play that achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Through twenty Zoom meetings. Yeah, one, one one of the trophies would be uh called multitasking, and that's where you have a Reddit page and a YouTube video open at the same time as you're on mute in a meeting, and that Ooh. and that's uh so that's a good one. It's a fun one. That's that's good. Yeah, I like that. Yep. And uh, another another one would be called uh, Water Cooler Boy, and that's where you spend <laughs> over thirty minutes next to the coffee machine or water dispenser throughout the day. Nice, and, hell yeah, yeah. Do you uh, have one? There should be one for like taking like a two hour lunch. <laughs> take, take a <laughs> and, right, and, and having the company pay for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I don't have a P card or an expense card, so. I can't. I can't do that. But yeah, that does that does happen for sure. Um, oh my god! Yeah. And I know what the the yeah. platinum. Will, do you have a platinum name? I don't. What's the platinum name? Office jockey. Oh, office jockey. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yep. Because they'd be riding them workhorses. Yep. So yeah, for sure. I mean, mine mine would be a little bit less. Uh, that if you if you played this wine simulator game and you chose my job class, would be a little bit different, right? Than than your guys to start out the game. So, yeah, I don't know if I would play that one for sure. I, what I did think that was kind of cool, and then none of us are in this particular area, but if you're a winemaker, I'm sure that it would be kind of interesting to be able to, like, virtually simulate and, like, just try out making different types of wines and blends and then, like, getting scores based on, like, some arbitrary mm. fucking shit. I don't know. Like, you know, something like that I'm sure could be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, that would be pretty cool. And so maybe I would try something like that. Like, if they had one for, like, Brewmaster... Where you got to just make different like types of beer and like try to yeah. start your own brewery that would be kind of fun um yeah but but uh eli you're in a little bit more in the you know mechanic side of things now uh yeah they're inside uh, so how would that be like there so there is like the car mechanic sim and the pc builder sim which aren't like the same as a manufacturing facility maintenance simulator but they're along they're along the same line so like some of those some of those game mechanics do exist where you can like take bolts in and out and plug you know a wiring i don't know if you do much wiring in pc builder probably not you just plug it in parts but sure. um yeah so um i think i don't know if i would actually play it but then as i like typed up some trophies i was thinking like it might be kind of fun but uh it would it would kind of get boring and and that job encompasses so much stuff that like there wouldn't there wouldn't feel like there's a real focus to the game is the problem yeah you know because you're kind of like all over the place doing all kinds of different stuff and there's no like like the, you clock in and this is what you do and you clock out there's like there's not that so it'd be kind of weird but some of the trophies i did come up with was like fixing something in every different area of the facility mm, yeah and then and then the big the big gold would be for eliminating the glycol crossovers which is, a, <laughs> which is like fucking super fucking annoying like issue oh, when there's man. like hundreds and hundreds of tanks to find out where that one crossover is coming which i did i got the gold at uh the, the other facility possibly hey, hey, there as you long go. as they fix that checkoff hey there you go um and then uh, fix 10 uh, Vogelsang pumps. 
that's a that's a that's a point oh one percent yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah when all the screens just get smashed into the tank it's it's kind of hard yep it's kind of yep and, and uh, fill fill out 10 10 arebas for like getting parts that take like <laughs> create 10 purchase two, orders <laughs> yeah yep uh uh and you could just call it uh now we play the waiting game name, name yeah. the trophy called credit hold yeah (laughs) (laughs) deal with deal with pace five times there you go there you go appease all regulatory obligations in a single quarter i saw you have that that's pretty sick Uh i like that fix 20 tank washers take 100 trouble calls Ooh. avoid the bat police (laughs) (laughs) which is is daryl himself yeah (laughs) What you gonna do when we come for you? Bat boys, yeah. bat boys. Bat boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for people that don't know BAP, it's like the uh it's like the safety police kinda. Yeah, it's a behavioral they, based program where you review your peers. Behavioral accident prevention plan. Right. People, whatever. Right. So Stupid they make sure yep. you're you're being safe. I thought it was like blatantly annoying party poopers. But well, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah. Sorry for the jargon, folks who are not in it. But the question is related to the industry we're in, and we just happen to all be in the same place. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you called out the uh, appeasing the regulatory obligations in a single quarter or a year, some kind of like trophy for that. Yep. And uh, there'd definitely be a gold for flood prep and fire prep and stuff. <laughs> flood prep when we're in a severe drought, fire prep when we're. Just had an atmospheric it, river come like through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It's good Your stuff. pond's going over over flood for a whole year. It's good stuff Another right time. there. It's good stuff. And I do I do have a platinum name. It would be called Communication Breakdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just talked about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, came, yeah. just came up. Yeah. I like it. I like breakdown. it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i want to add a trophy called four-year vitality which is to participate in a monthly 5k <laughs> uh, uh for the office jockey job class um okay yeah instead of instead of like meetings for ours it would be like miss 10 meetings yeah based on not knowing about them yep <laughs> 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 get a work call post 10 p.m <laughs> yeah <laughs> Return to work five times after being called off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prep a generator during a PSPS event. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Doesn't that all sound fun, folks? Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, Daryl, you've, you've been a little quiet here. What your, your side of things, again, a slightly different take on what the activities are. So you're in the production side still. And, um, yeah, what do, you, what, what do you think? Would you play a production sim? Yeah, I would just to see, um, you know how how it's been kind of like built to play as. Right. I, I thought a, a bottling line sim would be pretty cool. Oh yeah, um, it could be interesting. Yeah, kind of like imagine like our current bottling line and just having it run as it would, and just like kind of like had it like overcooked style, to where like the line had to run. Like, if anything was like not allowing the line to run, you know, like you know, glass isn't on the line or pallets aren't being taken away, you know, that would just cause the whole sim to crash and burn. Sure. 
Um, yeah, making sure you relieve people for breaks or have them go to the restroom so they can text on the toilet. Um, <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> making sure that's that, classic in know, the office jockey role as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah all of us have a, a trophy for pooping for 10 minutes yeah, <laughs> yeah. boss makes a buck and that. i make a dime that's, <laughs> that's the way things go man yeah that's how it works yep yep um yeah you know making sure that there's always components on the line you know components like glass capsules stuff like that for those who don't know um but yeah, yeah. that would be pretty cool. And it it would just be like, you know, like if, if there's not like like I mentioned there's not glass on the line or there's like finished product not being taken away like the employees doing that task is like furious to have like their arms waved up in the air like ah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, Dude, there should be a there should be a trophy for starting the line even though there's not a work order. <laughs> 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 just called, yeah. called run it yeah just called fix it on the back end <laughs> <laughs> leave it leave it it's and then, Colin's problem and then, the com- and then the components never line up well we lost 5,000 corks I mean I don't know how we, we lost yeah. them but but we did <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like what <laughs> lose 50,000 corks yeah and it's like oh they weren't inducted pro- anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turns into the whole thing yeah that'd be cool I'm kind of envisioning this as like a like not necessarily like overcooked style is a cool idea too. I'm thinking yeah. more like top down, and like it's just the bottling line, and then like your your finished goods storage, and then like a couple docks basically. So imagine like the warehouse we're at with just like top down, and then it just like you hit go, and it just simulates like the run, and it's just going and stuff, almost like roller coaster tycoon. And then when you ship stuff out, you would get like money for the for the cases. And then you could use that to like upgrade the mm. like the dumping station or upgrade the capsulator, like you know, applicator upgrade, yeah, etc. And then like that doesn't really happen though. That's well, the thing. Exactly because then don't get you'd be like, oh well, you don't you can't afford it because that requires two new people to run, and you don't have the budget to expand your you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it could be a it could be a fun time. Oh yeah, yeah. And like some trophies I came up with was like. Um, Make sure the line doesn't go down. Make sure it's always running, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to be quick with it. You got to, like, make sure everything's good. Everyone has what they need. Yep. If you go down, you're shit out of luck with that trophy. Yep. Um, this one is, like, <laughs> this would never happen in, in real world, but do a million cases in a day. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Oh my a million God. cases in a day dude. yeah as you upgrade it like that'd be cool yeah you could yeah there's probably a, a couple facilities it's like that that's end game that. shit dude that's yeah. end game shit. yeah for sure um I, I i said uh what was it like have 10 issues but don't call maintenance mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you've learned well <laughs> <laughs> That's and uh, give all five f- high fives. <laughs> mm, there you go. High five. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what are those? I missed that meeting. Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. No. Yeah, we weren't told about that one. Either. Oh, man. Well, my cat's making a face at me like this guy. So she, she knows you're trolling us. Mm. You know. The whole the game for all of us, it would just be called employee retention. Yeah. That would be the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, that's the trophy. Get get through a calendar year without someone quitting. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a it's a bronze trophy, but it's at zero point zero one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun, actually. That's that's a good question. Some good some good discussion there. Uh, let us know in your professions. Uh, I know that one of our Patreon supporters is a loadmaster. Uh, you know, would would he want to uh, play a simulator based on his profession? Interesting idea. Interesting idea indeed. So thank you for that very much, Slugger. Let, let's move on here to our final Patreon question. And uh, just as a reminder, this is episode 45 of the show. It's the first episode of the month. So we are going to be talking about some trophy lists and discussing those lists after we get through the Patreon questions. Episode 46 will be what we are playing for November. We'll have a little bit more to say about that at the end of the show. But for the last Patreon question, this one comes to us from the Sly G. Cooper. And he asks, if you could instantly convert your significant other or future significant other into a gamer, would you do it? Why or why not? Uh, what'd you have for this, Daryl? Um, I, I say sure. Because, like, my wife and I, we like different things. Like, we have our, our own hobbies that we enjoy doing. But she's never really, like, been a huge gamer. And there was one point where I got her an Xbox 360 and we played Battlefield on it for a while. Um, that was fun. You know, I had a lot of fun times with her playing that. Um, it was great. Yeah, playing Battlefield with her was great. And she was terrible at the beginning. Really bad. But, yeah. like, over time, she got really good. Um, so it was fun. So, like... Being able to enjoy that with her was awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish she played more just because, um, just like how she enjoys watching her TV shows. That's like her big thing here at home is just watching a lot of TV shows. Um, there's a lot of great games that have great stories. And I know she enjoys her shows because of the story and she, she falls in love with the characters. And that's the same for me with video games. Like there's a lot of great games out there with memorable characters, really good stories. And I, I just kind of wish she would, like, just play for those reasons, just like how she would, like, watch her TV shows. There's just a lot of great stuff out there to play. And, uh, yeah, you know, I would say for that very for that very reason, I would like her or to convert her into a gamer. Yeah, that's, a, that's cool. I, I'm a similar, or, like, I have a similar sort of feeling about it where I was, like, in, I said in some ways. Which is basically because I don't want, like, Stephanie to have to be into everything that I'm into just, like, by default. And I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily healthy to, to always, like, overlap on all your interests in a relationship. Like, you should have things that you like to do and, and uh, you know, have those as, like, your time. And so that's cool. But I know that Stephanie loves movies and TV and mm -hmm. podcasts, so she really likes a good story. And it's like, you know, like you said, there's so many good story games that are not necessarily too mechanically difficult that I think that she would really like in particular, like the telltale games, right. Or something like that, where I think she could get really into it and she hasn't really explored those too much. Um, we played through until dawn together. We've played through overcooked together, the first game. Um, and we've played through like a lot of games on Switch together. Like, so we did Mario, a lot of Mario Party, Mario Kart, like one of the newer just platformer Super Mario Brothers. And then she really got into uh, a couple PC games like Majesty and Roller Coaster Tycoon for a little bit. 
And then she also got really into Animal Crossing on the Switch and Animal Crossing New Leaf on the mobile, you know, like on mobiles. So she, she's gotten into some stuff, but in about the last like year or so, like at least in all of 2021, she hasn't been that into a game. She hasn't like found one that's like really pulled her in. And so it, for me, it's just more like, you know, there's plenty of times and, and I'm guilty of it too. And it's, there's no judgment, but it's like, instead of rewatching Seinfeld for like the hundredth time tonight, maybe I should play something, right? Try something different. And I think a lot of people do that where they just fall into this pattern of like putting the same TV show on or the same movies on. And it's a really passive like form of entertainment. It doesn't really engage your brain at all. And yeah, I just think that she would really enjoy some of these other games if she gave them a shot. Uh, I know the controller is the barrier to entry. She's just not very used to like 3D controlling games, you know, anyway. So yeah, I would I would be down if she played more, but I also want her to enjoy the things that she likes to do. So that's why it's like in some ways, you know, I'd like I would want her to try it, I guess. And then if she didn't like it, then no big deal. Just move on. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, Eli, what about you? What do you have for this one? Uh, just but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have to. Hopefully I don't have to convert anybody. No. Uh, I'll just meet someone who plays games. Sure. It'd be ideal. Sure. Just because. uh. One, it would be easier to play games because they would get it. That's like the big. Thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you know, if they have their if they have their own games they like to play, maybe it's something I enjoy, too. Or, you know, it's not. We can have our own separate times where it's not this, doing the same thing. You know, like you said, it's I think it's healthy to have different interests. But, you know, I could always use a Rocket League twos teammate. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point that you brought up too, which is more just like if your significant other is a gamer or plays games, they understand your desire to be like, Hey, I have an hour free. Like I want to go play this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they kind of get that a bit more at the same time though. It's totally possible for a partner to understand that and respect that and just not be interested in it. You know, Mm -hmm. like, um, so yeah. Yeah. I was playing, um, yeah, I was playing, I was trying to get a game, uh, a session of killing floor in. Right. And I was on the fucking boss level. I had my headphones on. Little did I know someone I was dating was knocking on the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, you didn't answer because you were playing games? How rude. I was like, uh. You're like, yeah, but I literally could not hear you. Whoops, so I yeah, yeah, like, it's like, I don't is... know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. There's a difference, too, of like once once Stephanie realized like just that, like just how little I hear once my headphones are on, then it like was a lot because initially, too, she would like come home from work or something. And I would be upstairs in the office or whatever and have my headphones on. And she'd be like, you didn't even come down and like say hi. And I was like, I literally didn't know you were here. When you walked by the office room door, it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had no idea anyone was in the house. Right. And she's like, oh, whoa, OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's funny how that works. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, Gary. Uh, uh, the Sly G. Cooper for your question. And um Thank you again to everybody for supporting the show over there on Patreon. Remember to go check that out and uh, go ahead and submit some future questions. Got some good stuff, as always, so thank you. And as we noted, we're going to get into our trophy list discussions here. We uh, did something slightly different in that, you know, in the past, we maybe all collectively looked at the lists we were going to talk about together, which meant that we were kind of treading a lot of the same ground in terms of like our research and looking at the same things. And um, it's also a lot more for people to do if we looked at like three different trophy lists, for example. So this this month, what we've decided to do, we're going to be talking about three lists. And 
we've broken it up. So each of us was responsible for primarily looking at one of the lists. It doesn't mean I didn't look at the others like really quickly, but I didn't like look into them very deeply, right? So the three games that we are going to be talking about are Call of Duty Vanguard and First Class Trouble and Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. And uh, I'm going to start off first by talking about the Call of Duty Vanguard trophy list. And this is the new Call of Duty game. Duh. Annualized franchise at this point. No surprise. Another year, another Call of Duty. And this one is developed by Sledgehammer Games, published by Activision. Uh, Sledgehammer Games is an interesting studio with Call of Duty in that they're the newest of the teams to kind of come into this like rotational program that Activision has going on. So their previous Call of Duty game was the World War II Call of Duty game. And then before that, it was Advanced Warfare. So kind of interesting. And uh, once again, Treyarch has been tasked with helping out this studio a ton with this game, including some work on the multiplayer suite. And uh, they were entirely responsible for developing the uh, zombies mode. So really, this is sort of like a patchwork approach. And I think the reason that it's important to bring that up is because in years prior, each studio would have three years to make their Call of Duty game. So like, let's say this year, Vanguard comes out, Sledgehammer goes. That means that the next two years, they're not doing anything. And then their Call of Duty game comes out, right? But if you remember, the Call of Duty game last year was Call of Duty Cold War. And that was a Treyarch game, right? That was like the Black Ops franchise, so it's the Treyarch team. And then, again, the very next year, in addition to all the DLC that they've continued to be working on for that game, they're asked to come in and do a Zombies mode for this. So it's just... That team is being stretched thin, I think. And it's very apparent that they ran out of time with Zombies when you look at the trophies for the Zombies. So we'll get into that here in a second. But... Right off the top, the game came out uh, yesterday, the 5th of November, 2021, for PS4 and PS5, as well as other concurrent consoles. And uh, it has 45 trophies at launch. It's got the platinum, two golds, 10 silvers, and 32 bronzes. I'm not going to say anything about the distribution, because I'll just get made fun of. So that's the distribution. <laughs> wow, really? Um, what a loser. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, is what I'll say. And uh, funny enough, yesterday already, you can start to find a lot of the videos and guides for this up on PowerPix and on PS5 Trophies YouTube channel for the specific trophies in the game. There's actually the trophy roadmap is already out from PowerPix. So I did take a look at that. Um, Initially, I had just read through the list and I put it up in the Discord a few days ago. My initial thoughts were that doesn't look that bad for a Call of Duty game, especially when you compare it to the Black Ops games and Cold War. Um, Oh, I have to burp. Sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, So it didn't seem too bad. Uh, And then looking at the the trophy roadmap, that was kind of validated for me with how they broke down uh, the trophies. But basically what you're looking at is a a typical Call of Duty list in the sense that many of the trophies are going to be in the campaign. You can do it in one playthrough if you choose to do veteran off the rip, but it will be difficult, as always is the case, because some of the mission-specific trophies are a little bit harder to get if you're going to be dying in like one to two bullets when you poke your head out. So the probably best way to go about it is to do your recruit or easy or normal, whatever you feel comfortable with, playthrough right away and get the miscellaneous trophies done 
and then jump into veteran once you know the maps, once you know the spawns, once you know enemy placements, and get your veteran trophy done. And then that'll knock out your campaign trophies. From there, it gets kind of interesting because the multiplayer and the zombies XP is actually shared. So any sort of progress that you make with like weapon levels and with your character level in zombies, for example, will carry on over into multiplayer. So mm. what is recommended and what I agree with doing is you'd actually want to then hop into the zombies mode and knock out those zombies trophies before going into multiplayer. And the zombies trophies this time, like I said, Treyarch seems a bit stretched thin. There is no Easter egg at launch for this game's trophy or for this game's zombies mode, which if you're probably a hardcore zombies player sounds awful for someone like me who likes zombies, but always found it too complicated. Pretty cool, actually. So all of the zombies trophies of which there are nine only right off the bat already have completion percentage on PSM profiles. None of these are too crazy hard to do. Uh, there's a couple that are a bit grindy, but essentially you can get all of these as a somewhat casual player, and uh, that's great. And while you're working towards things like Death Dealer Trophy, which is to eliminate 2,500 zombies with a Pack-A-Punch level 3 weapon, so typical fare, right? You, you can upgrade your weapon with Pack-A-Punch, you do that enough times, it gets really strong, and then just kill a bunch of zombies. It's not hard, but it's a bit of a grind. So as you're doing that, you're going to be earning character XP, and you're going to be earning weapon XP both of which are actually needed for the multiplayer trophies, which are to reach max level with an operator in multiplayer, and that trophy is called Top of the Mountain, and then reach max level with a weapon, which is Bling Pro 2.0. So you'll actually be like double dipping there, and um, you'll also be working towards your reaching level 55 in multiplayer, which is your typical Call of Duty just prestige once trophy for the multiplayer suite. So, in an essence, the multiplayer and the zombies tie together better than they ever have before, they're easier than they ever have before, and the zombies mode is much more simple than it has ever been before. If that sounds good to you or bad to you, is really going to depend on how hardcore of a Call of Duty player you are, but for someone like me, who typically likes the campaigns, and that's what I get into the, the games for, you know, this is kind of nice, because uh, it's basically a step between... 2019's Modern Warfare, where you could earn all the trophies for the for the game in the campaign and not have to touch the other modes, and something like Black Ops uh, Cold War, where or Cold War where you had to like spend a ton of time in these other modes. So this is like a happy medium, I think. And um, yeah, some other you know things I wanted to call out the uh, the trophy artwork is pretty interesting. It's all this like white, brown, and gold sort of aesthetic. Uh, good artwork, right? It's not it's not lazy with what the artwork is, but I wish they would have done a bit more in terms of like the color design. There's no difference uh, in the the frames or the portraits if it's a bronze trophy, a silver, or a gold. And uh, the only difference really in the artwork is that the zombies trophies have a red, white, and black color scheme to them instead of the like gold, white, and black for the campaign. But the multiplayer trophies don't have any different color scheme. They're just the same as the campaign. So again, like, you know, didn't really do like a ton of work on that. Um, and there's one other multiplayer trophy called Hello There, which is to join a clan in multiplayer, which is super easy. I'm assuming it's just literally hit X like three times on picking a, a clan you want to join. Pretty simple. So you should have that knocked out. No problem. Might need friends for that, no? You might need friends, but, but there might be like existing clans 
that you can join. Like, you know, like you can just like search for clans and then join one. I, I am not quite sure. Mm. Um, mm. An annoying trophy I did want to call out, though, is uh, called, oh my gosh, where I just saw it. Sorry. Couldn't have done it without you, <clears throat> which is a silver trophy for watching the credits until completion. Oh. Yeah. Um, these games are worked on by three studios. They're released internationally in multiple different languages. All of those things are called out in the credits. Like, you're talking about a 20 to 25-minute credit sequence at the end of the game. And you can't skip it to get the trophy. It is a silver trophy, at least, so... I guess that's okay, and maybe there's a post credit scene that makes it a little more worth it, too, in that it, like, hints at uh, something in zombies mm -hmm. mode, or, you know, who knows. Um, mm -hmm. But pretty interesting. And then uh, two other, three, actually, three other trophies I wanted to call out, then I'll kind of be done here with my, like, rant. Um, gotta Try Them All is a reference to Pokemon, of course. Gotta Catch Them All. And that's for, in campaign mode, kill enemies with 15 different weapons throughout the game. I like that it's a toned-down version of some of the other Call of Duties where you had to get a kill with every weapon in the campaign. This is just 15 of them. Uh, well, let me clarify that. Maybe there's only 15 weapons. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it seems like it's not so bad. And then another one is called, Oh, yeah! And it's a picture of a guy <laughs> bursting through a brick wall. It's a reference to the Kool-Aid guy. And it's in-campaign tactical sprint through five destructible walls. So that's pretty cool. And uh, then the last one I wanted to call out is just called F, <laughs> which is in campaign, mm -hmm. die by your own grenades explosion. So that's mm. kind of funny. And oh, there's another one here. Which one? Only you can prevent friendly casualties. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Only, yeah. That's a good call out. That's a good call and out as well. And Operation Tongo throws smoke from the anti-tank ditch to provide cover for the charge. <laughs> the description. Yeah, it's... It, yeah, it's it's a good list, I think, overall. And uh, if, you know, Maximum, you know, you always like the, the trophy artwork for the Platinum. The Platinum trophy looks okay. It's a trophy. So, like, at least in that sense, it looks interesting, mm -hmm. uh, basically with a giant V on it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the game is reviewing in, in the 7s and 8s right now. And uh, basically what I've been kind of hearing is that it's very imbalanced in terms of, like, quality. Um, the multiplayer is apparently really good, actually. And there's 20 maps at launch, which is a lot for a multiplayer game. And some cool variations on game modes and stuff like that. And I've heard the zombies is way dumbed down and way more simplistic, which, again, sounds appealing to me, maybe less appealing to other folks. And there's no, there's no Easter egg or story to solve in the zombies right now. So for zombie players, um, that's not a good thing. And then the campaign, I've heard, has high highs and low lows. It's, it's split between a bunch of different characters. Uh, you jump around in areas of the war geographically and timeline-wise. And uh, I've heard some of the missions are great. Some of the missions are kind of boring and not so good. Uh, but overall, it's a Call of Duty game. You're going to get really great visuals, really great sound design, well-produced cutscenes. I mean, it's a AAA game, right? So it, it will be at least of a certain level of quality. If you're going to be going for this trophy list, I mean, hop in it soon. Like, I know we have this whole idea of, like, you know, you want to wait until a game is cheaper and stuff like that, but we've talked about it at length. Play multiplayer games at launch if you want to get through them. That's the best time to do it. You're learning along with everybody else. And in addition to that, Call of Duty games rarely go on sale. They're almost always full price in perpetuity. So... Yeah, check it out. I, if I was going to get this, for example, I would jump in and start the zombies mode right away. Knock it out while everyone's learning. It would get me my levels towards multiplayer, so then when I went to do multiplayer, I wouldn't really have that much to do. 
probably anywhere between five and ten hours of multiplayer. And then after that, I would just go and play the campaign at my own leisure. It's supposed to be about a seven to eight hour campaign. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my take on the list. Do you guys have any like questions or anything you you want to ask about it? Not really. That was pretty in depth coverage there, Colin. Okay, sorry about that. Didn't mean to rant for so long. But, no, no, no. Uh, but that's good. That doesn't leave many questions for us to ask. Oh, that. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I will end it by saying I am potentially going to be getting this game today. And uh, yeah, I am. Uh, my plan uh, after we're done recording, I'm going to go to GameStop and trade in my Quest Two, my Oculus Quest Two. Oh my! That goodness. I never use and that is taking up a ton of you know space for no reason. How in my much closet. you want for? It? How much you want for it? Uh, Wait, is this the new one, the Go or whatever that you just bought? Yeah, I bought it like a year ago. Yeah, that was a year ago. Yeah, that was not a year ago. It was. I was living in my old house. Yeah, you just moved like a couple months ago. I moved in April, and I bought it a few months before I moved. So maybe you know what? You're right. Maybe it wasn't a full year year ago, but it was like at least nine to ten months ago. And I haven't played it in six months, seven months. So, and I only own one game for it, so I'm not losing out on a lot of my catalog. And anyway, Beat Saber. Yeah, Beat Saber. How much you want? Uh, for the headset. Yeah, dude. For everything. For the case and the headset. We'll, we'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm considering getting getting this game because I think it looks like a pretty solid Call of Duty list. If you're a Call of Duty fan and you are turned off by some of the more difficult trophy lists, this is a good one to get. Uh, in general, don't get Treyarch Call of Duty games if you care about the Platinums. They're way more difficult. Seems like Sledgehammer is coming in right in the middle between uh, Infinity War and Treyarch in terms of difficulty for their lists. And next year will be a Modern Warfare follow-up from 2019's game, so we'll see what they have there. But uh, yeah, thanks for letting me talk about that, boys. And... Uh, Let's let's move on to uh, to Daryl's game here. What do you got for us, sir? Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'll be talking about first class trouble. Uh, first class trouble uh, is developed by Invisible Walls, which is their first game, by the way. Oh, cool. And published by Versus Evil. It's available on PS5 and PS4. And the game has 18 trophies, one platinum, eight golds, eight silvers, and one bronze. Mm. How's Whoa. that make you feel, Colin? I feel invigorated. <laughs> well, tingly over there, huh? <laughs> I just like the low number overall of trophies. Like it. Yeah. yeah. You like, like rap plots quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. they got like 11 trophies and 10 of them are golds and one's a uh, silver yeah that's true one's a plat that's true all right fair fair point okay sorry daryl didn't mean to interrupt (laughs) yeah that's all good yeah low trophy count but we'll see how easy there are you know if they're easy to get we'll put it that way but yeah for uh this game is an asymmetric multiplayer party game that blends cooperation and deception as players try to figure out who they can trust while they fight to survive aboard a luxury space cruise liner that's had an AI uprising. And this comes directly from the First Class Trouble website. So basically, it's just 
and Among Us on the PS5, PS4 platforms. Right. Uh, if you like that game, basically, this is the same thing. You have two sides that have different objectives. Uh, the human beings, they're called the residents in this game. And they're trying to complete different objectives to work towards shutting down the AI that's trying to kill them. And the AI that's working against the residents, they're called personoids. And they're doing basically everything in their power to prevent the residents from completing their goals. So uh, first off, I'll talk about the artwork. So based, similar to like Call of Duty, all of the pictures kind of share the same color scheme. White, blue, and orange minus the platinum. Uh, the platinum just has a ribbon with two red circles in the middle of it with a black background. And I think that was done purposely to uh, shout out 2001 A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of similarities uh, between the game and the movie. So as you can see, guys, um, the platinum picture is the one above. And the picture underneath is from the movie. So there's a lot of similarities there in the look. And in the Space Odyssey, there is an AI that eventually malfunctions and the astronauts on board have to shut it down. It's called HAL in the movie. And in the game itself, the AI is called Kane. So in the trophy list, you'll see the name Kane throughout it. Throughout it. That's oh, the okay. AI system in the game. <clears throat> gotcha. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, so there's a lot of similarities there. I like that. Uh, I think that was done purposely just to pay homage to that movie. Yeah. Uh, each of the pictures have like a cool design uh, surrounding it with an image in the middle of it. So like, for example, I'm doing my part. There's like a really cool like, like family crest sort of thing. With like a shield and a crown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Excuse keeping, me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Nowhere. I'm keeping that in. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, this um, this artwork just has like a shield with a crown on top, and it looks like grapes. I don't know what that is at the corners and kind of at the grooves at the bottom of it, with the words "doing my part" in the middle, with a rubber ducky in it as well. Uh, I'll take my chances in space as a steering wheel with a spaceship in the middle of it. Uh, artwork's pretty generic, but they're all different. I like that. There's some effort behind that. Mm -hmm. uh, trophy list, I'll jump into that one next. Uh, this one is ultra rare on both platforms, on PlayStation app and on PSN profiles. PlayStation app has it at 0.1% and PSN profiles at 1.45%. And out of the uh, 18 trophies, uh, the 16 that you can obtain before you unlock the platinum. Wait, is it 16? Am I doing my math right? Uh, 17. 17. Okay. I should. It should be a 17. Yeah. So 11 of the 17 trophies are under 1%. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> short trophy count, but they're not easy to to unlock. Right. I think it's because it's brand new. Could be that. It could we'll be see that. How that. Yeah. We'll see in the next few months. I mean, yeah. the game just came out this week, but it's never a good sign when you see that many under 1% trophies. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've broken like the trophy list into six different categories based on like what they require players to do. For the first one, winning and completing matches, there's two for that. And it requires players to complete a match, which is the only bronze in the game, and win five times. Second is community trophies. This one's kind of easy, depending on the lobby you're, you're linked up with. And there's two for that, which requires everyone to trust or distrust you. Level I, specific, Joe. What was that? And it's weird. They have the exact same percentage on PSM profiles. So to me, that implies uh, boosting sessions and oh, yeah. people doing this in groups together. Yeah. Rather than you getting it naturally. Yeah. This game is going yeah. to require a lot of boosting. Third category is level specific. There's three trophies for this one. Require, uh, two required players to play the Botanical Gardens level and Personoi Quarters level 10 times each. And then one, uh, you have to repair 50 computers in the Personoi Quarters level. Hmm. I don't know like how often these levels pop up, but the repair 50 computers could probably be very annoying just depending on how often you get to play on that particular level. Yep. Um, and I don't even know how many computers are even in that level. So if it's like one computer you have to repair, ooh, it's going to be a lot. You have to play that level a lot. Yeah. Um, the next category is resident slash personoid trophies, and you can do these as either side. And two, require you to dance with at least two players near the jukebox and enjoy the beverage cart. Those are probably the easiest that uh, you can do in the game. Probably right up there with like completing a match and winning five times. Those are probably like the two categories that are the easiest. Yeah. Yeah, that, that repair 50 trophy, uh, computers is the rarest one right now. Huh. Yeah, it looks like that other... Um... Yeah, that is like those two that you just mentioned, Daryl, are like the next highest completion percentage, along with mm -hmm. the hand in all three key cards in a single area. So, yeah, which, um, yeah, that trophy you just mentioned, Colin, leads me to the next category, which is resident specific trophies. Mm -hmm. And there's four of those. So, the one you mentioned, hand in all three key cards in a single area, take the escape pod as the last resident alive, use a scanner on a personoid and get killed within 20 seconds. And vice versa, use a scanner on a player, personoid, causing their death to occur within the next 20 seconds. <laughs> and mm. lastly, uh, personoid-specific trophies, another four for this category. Kill four players with one chandelier. As personoid, win by saving Kane. Kill all the residents with an overdose syringe and sabotage three oxygen generators in the single game. Hmm. So, yeah, basically that's the trophy list for the game. Um, yeah, my thoughts on this is it's an asymmetric game, and I think winning five matches is fair compared to some of the other asymmetric games I played where you had to win a ton of games just to pop the trophy. Yeah. Um, what I do this... What I dislike about some of the trophies in this game that um, is common with most asymmetric games is having to kill like a 
all the players in the game in a specific manner in the same match. Uh, I've never really been a fan of those. And like Dead by Daylight, for example, you had to hook all four survivors in the basement. It's just totally random depending on the, the team you're playing against. And most recently, Friday the 13th, you had to kill all the counselors plus Tommy Jarvis. So I've never really been a big fan of those. It's just very random that you, you get to complete these type of trophies. Yeah. Um, but like in this game, for example, First Class Trouble, Phantom of the Opera, kill four players with one chandelier. Like, that seems difficult to execute because it's like, I don't know where the chandeliers are placed to where it's common for like four players to be crossing that at the same time. Right. But that's something you're going to have to boost. Yeah. Like, the chances of that happening on its own is just so small. I don't think anyone can do that just legitimately. Yeah, unless it's in like a common walkway area or something and it just happens to be. But, but yeah, you're right. Like, that's. Yeah. If you're not engineering that through through boosting, that seems like it's pretty hard to have happen. Although it's at three yeah. percent ish, two point nine percent on PSN. So someone's I mean, people are doing it, I guess. Yeah. And it's probably to your point, Colin, like, you know, playing these type of games as soon as they come out. Because mm-hmm. everyone's basically on the same playing level. Like everyone's just getting familiar with the game, don't really know what to do. So maybe some people have done it um legit. But going forward, like, months from now, I, I'm pretty sure everybody would be, like, you know, taking a double look at where the chandeliers are. They're going to be avoiding it at all possible, you know, outcomes. Yeah. Um, it's time for your medicine. Kill all the residents with an overdose syringe. I think these are the overdose syringes. I think the personoids have to pick these up in the map. I don't know if they're equip with them from the beginning of the game i'm not sure but in the game there's um, a total of six players uh four are the residents and two are the uh personoids so i'm not sure how easy that can be accomplished if that's like a trophy tie between you and the other personoid like if you guys just take out all the residents together, will that trophy pop? Or do you single-handedly have to do it yourself? Which I'm leaning more towards, like you actually have to be the one to kill all four. But yeah, I don't really know too much about what the the trophy's requiring. So uh, that will have to be determined at a later time. And lastly, I... I'm not a big fan of trophies as well that require you to complete a certain action in a certain amount of time. Like the two that I've included here are, well, at least I tried and it's a machine. Oh so yeah. Use a, use a scanner on a personoid and get killed within 20 seconds. Um, yeah, that seems it's, it's quite a bit amount, uh, like quite a bit of time to accomplish that. But just like knowing that in the back of your head, like once you've completed the scan and revealed like the personoid, it's like, all right, I got 20 seconds to get this done or else I miss out on this. That's and, always stressful. Oh, yeah, big time. At yeah. least for me, I feel like I stress out a, like big time when I'm doing stuff like this. And uh, it's a machine. I, I wanted to call this one out because it says use a scanner on the player 
causing their death to occur within the next 20 seconds. But I think there's a misword. I think player is supposed to be personoid. So when I looked on YouTube and I looked up this particular trophy, it shows the scanner revealing players as personoid. And then they were not, they got killed after and then the trophy popped. So I think it makes sense because it's a machine. You're using the scanner to reveal the personoid, not another human player. Right. I think, I think player is just added in there by mistake. Um, but yeah, that's basically my whole review of the trophy list. Um, first impression, it looks pretty challenging. Um, this is not going to be achieved legitimately. I think you're going to have to boost it just because if you're playing naturally and trying to get the trophies, it's going to require a lot of luck and perfect execution to get some of these trophies. So pretty challenging list, but overall, you know, I, I, I had a blast reviewing this list. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, th well, thanks for taking a look at it, obviously. And, uh, I'm glad that there is a game that is competing with Among Us, at least in the type of game that it is, right? Like, this is similar to that in terms of, like, you know, thematically what you're meant to be doing and how it, how it you know, what the function of each of the different levels is like and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it does. I, I was reading some of the, uh, like, forum posts about this game this morning, and the biggest thing that I've heard so far is just that the servers are not very good. So... Just be aware of that. Um, you know, you might get booted from a session in the middle of the session sometimes or something like that. So definitely seems to be like a game that you want to boost with people and uh, try to get it knocked out quickly would be my recommendation. And uh, like now, you know, like play it while it's newer if you're not going to be boosting it. Otherwise, you might drop off in terms of uh, the amount of players on there. It's just, it's, it's just, you know, like you see a first game from a company, right? Like I always like looking at that. Like you said, this was their first title they've developed. So it's interesting to examine first outings for studios. Yeah. If you ever get stuck, join the discord and uh, sure there's people in here that'll help boost when the yeah. player base runs thin. Yeah. And this one is eligible for points this uh, mm -hmm. in the race. So you can uh, boost it and work together on that. You'll both get the points, mutual benefit, or you can try to play it uh, solo and uh, see what you can get done. My assumption is not very much, Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm not going to be playing this game. This would be one where I'd turn it on and get that one bronze for completing a match and then not be able to do anything else and be like, well, why did I, uh, mm -hmm. well, why did I do that? But uh, I still think it looks cool. Yeah, what about, uh, what do we got here for you, Eli? What's the last, yeah. let's, what's the last of, list of the episode? Speaking of games that you can get points for, I got uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Re-Reckoning. Re-Re-Reckoning. Uh, so this is like a this is like a big huge deal, dude. From big huge games. Uh, yeah, it's big. It's big time, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's got some history. It's got some history. I think it was uh, like the original idea was from Kurt Schilling, the baseball dude. They've got some big heavy hitters behind the game. Like R.A. Salvatore wrote some like, you know, 10,000 year history for the uh, the world building of this of this game. And they have the uh, the spawn creator, Todd McFarlane and the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion lead designer, Ken Ralston. So it was like it's like a big deal and uh, hella hype behind it. 
Uh, and I've always been interested in it because it seems like a uh, like a fable, a fable type experience. Um, and I'm really glad they gave this out for free because it's kind of uh, it's kind of over. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, like it, it, it put that it was 38. It was actually also 38 Studios first game and only game because they went out of business. But this is the the remake version of it. And they didn't really remake anything of it. They just kind of upped the graphics. And so, like, I don't think the remake, like, reviewed or did very well either. But, you know, because I think it's just one of those, like, oh, it's an old game. And, like, this is not what we expect from games. But to me, it's like, you know, like, I've I've recently played through Halo again, which is an old game. And, like, if you're looking for that kind of uh charm and no, wait a second no you played through the first halo fable oh damn it okay go ahead what's, what's halo is that it's that's like the, the one the with guy the guy, with the guy the from green fortnite suit right from fortnite yeah that guy. yeah 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 yep. okay yep. that's what i thought okay gotcha gotcha um <laughs> son of a <laughs> but so uh Fuck yeah <laughs> they, they, there's even a there's even a picture here with uh kirk Schilling and ice cube so like ice cube was like promoting this game it's random um, yeah yeah i think it was i think it was supposed to be a big deal it didn't do very good kind of like gained a cult following and uh yeah so there's some some history there sure um that's cool yeah and th- so this is this is the remake or remaster or whatever you want to call it but it's uh it's the exact same list as the original game, but the only difference is the DLC is included in the main list. So there's not a PSN profiles guide for the new one, but it's you can just do the old one and then just look at the DLC ones. Right. Um, so the DLC adds about 10 hours to this game. If you want to 100% it, which you have to now for the, for the Platinum, uh, it adds about another 10 hours. And... According to the PS3 guide, it's about 70 hours. So, and that adds 10 hours to that. So it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long one. 70, 80 hours, you know? Yep. Watching guides here or there, 80, 90 hours. Gonna, it's long. Well, and if you read uh, everything and listen to the dialogue and yeah, it's, yep. It's gonna be a exactly. long one. Uh, and you do have to play it on hard. So it's long and hard. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there, there are two missable trophies. One's for killing an enemy with uh, four levels higher than you, and at a, uh, there are no enemies over level forty. So you have to get that trophy before you're level thirty-six, or it's over. Okay. And you got to start your hard playthrough all over again. That's good to call out. And it'll be even longer and harder. So <laughs> then there's there's one for having fifty uh, pursuit persuading attempts so you know there's it's a rpg and there's dialogue options and blah 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 as you would expect in an rpg so you have to just at least attempt to persuade 50 times but if you don't choose that dialogue option uh you will run out and have to have to start it over again um because once you once you do beat it on hard you can go back and change the difficulty to mop stuff up. And I think this is really cool. As as long as it seems, I think the list is very easy on the uh on the PS3 version it was rated as a as a three. And I think the DLCs were also pretty low, like ones or two. So um it's relatively easy. It's just long. 
And uh, I think some of that comes from this mop-up stuff. So once you've just beaten it on hard and uh, gotten those two missable trophies, um, you can go back and mop everything up uh, with the combat and the collectible trophies. And you can, so you can change the difficulty down to whatever you want and make those a lot easier. And, uh, and that is the, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And for the time, the groundbreaking mechanic of resetting your skill points wherever you want to another branch uh, makes the skill trophies easier. I, I think it's a, if you got the time, it's a great list for the, uh, the race. I think it, it, it'll, it'll make things a bit interesting because, uh, you know, it's long, but very doable for anybody who, who has the time. So, um, yeah. And I'm not going to shout them out, but I've seen a few people playing it already oh, yeah. in the Discord. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know some folks are going for this. Mm hmm. Um, it's, you know, see, it's, there's not a ton to go over here, you know, because you just, you just play it on hard and complete it. And then you go back and, uh, and mop up all the, uh, the kill related stuff. Um, you know, parrying, uh, killing people with traps, abilities, make a potions, um, you know, stuff like that. Pick 50 locks. Um, but for me, there is one that I think you should uh, be cool to have as your platinum pop. There's one. There's one on here called the Streaker, and it's <laughs> you spoke to, spoke to someone while not wearing clothes, and I think that would be a hilarious <laughs> platinum picture. Dude, I, I actually love that. That's um, you mentioned that the level designer from Oblivion was in this game, if I recall correctly, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or worked on this game, and that's such a thing. That in those early eras of Western RPGs, like I'm thinking of Morrowind and Oblivion, people were like, oh my god, like so funny, you can just play as the girl character and take all your clothes off and run around the world, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I like yeah. that it's kind of like a little callback to that of like, you know, people just running around naked <laughs> to look at the yeah. character model and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think, I think this has a lot of that charm because they didn't do much to the remaster, really. It's just running at a little higher frame rate and slightly better graphics but it still looks very blocky um and that's that's what's got me most hyped about it is like i think the aesthetic's cool the uh the story is apparently very deep i mean they've got that that huge backstory and uh, a very talented writer on it so yeah and it's got all the i think it's got the charm of the old games so i like that yeah i i'm i love rpgs from that era so that's definitely the allure yeah for sure i mean the the big thing like you said is like where do you fit it into your schedule of like finding time for this game and mm-hmm. as it is it is quite a lengthy one um but uh people will be happy to know if you're an astute listener of the show you know i no, almost never add games to my backlog from ps plus unless i <laughs> like really like them and plan on playing them i did add this uh to my library let's so, go dude yeah yeah Thank you. I think the uh, the artwork's pretty good too. Some of it has changed uh, from the th- PS3. I went back and forth and like double checked; they were the same list, so I had them both up and like scrolled down, and a couple of them changed, um, but not many. But I think the artwork's uh, pretty good. I don't know what, how you guys feel about it, but I like it a lot. It reminds me of Diablo. Yeah, like Diablo, it's a little Diablo three specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daryl, that your looks pretty cool. I like it. It's yeah. like a lot of variety and there's a lot of colors, man. I just like these colors. Yeah, yeah. it's big, bright, and bold. There's a lot going on, so 
Yeah. And, you know, that's subjective, you know, up to the person. Big and bright from they big, like that or not. huge games. So. There's a lot going on. <laughs> but I think yeah, the color scheme makes it work. And the, the Platinum oh, yeah. Trophy is just a big trophy. <laughs> yeah, so for that and Call of Duty <laughs> right. Vanguard, the Platinum is uh, actually a trophy. So that's kind of cool. This one's a little... I think the Platinum's probably the most underwhelming trophy they have. <laughs> yeah, I think right, so, too. Honestly. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have you guys seen that movie? Mm. Right, where it's, like, at the end, oh, yeah. they're, like, drink from the, you know, drink from the Holy Grail, and you have to guess which cup it is, and it ends up being this, like, really meek-looking sort of, like, plain cup as, like, the Holy Grail. And uh, so mm. that's kind of what it reminds me of, is, like, the, tr- the trophy is, like, kind of just very simple and uh, functional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the the DLCs are coded, color coded as well. Like the first DLC are all the green uh, trophies down at the bottom, and then there's the purple set is the second DLC. Oh, okay. That is good cool. to know. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Um, another thing I wanted to call out, just this is speculative, but it's been talked about at a few different sources, um, which is that there's apparently going to be a sequel to this game being made. Uh, I believe. Yeah, this is THQ Nordic. So, you know, they're reviving a lot of these older franchises. And they recently just had a showcase where they didn't show this game, but it's still being talked about, like, that there's going to be a sequel to it. And supposedly, Mm -hmm. they're also going to be releasing free DLC for this game at some point in the future that will tie the the main game into the sequel. So Mm -hmm. in a similar way to how Borderlands 2 got DLC, like, eight years after it came out that led into Borderlands 3, that is supposedly going to be happening with this game. So that's kind of cool. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I've got high hopes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of this game, I, even though I haven't played it. Yeah. I think I bought it, bought it on 360 and I think I might have bought it on PC. And then like now I own it on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I might want, have I to play actually it. play it. Yeah, I want to play it, but yeah. I don't I'm not going to play it this year, but I'm I'll play it. I, I will commit to playing it next year. Yes. So. Is this uh, you want to sign that off in blood? Sure, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a big, huge uh, promise there. It is, sir. It is. Well, thank you for uh, for going over that. Daryl, anything else to add on this guy? No, I got nothing. That's all right. Very good. Well, hey, it's been a great show, guys. And uh, thank you very much for joining me. I wanted to touch on something really quickly before we go. And that is um, next episode of the month is going to be what we've been playing for the month of September. And we'd been planning for a while to do something a little bit different for that. And uh, what we're going to be doing is we're all actually going to be talking about the same game. And the game that we're all playing or going to be playing and talking about is Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Somehow, you know, we're in 2021 and none of us have played Horizon Zero Dawn, (laughs) one of the the, uh, most important games for the PlayStation 4. The sequel is going to be coming out in February of next year. So it just seemed like a good time to do it. It's on all of our backlogs. It's a relatively simple and straightforward platinum and list, we, th- we think. So, um, yeah, I'm about eight hours into it so far. Eli, I know, is around there. Daryl, I know, is yet to start it, but is going to be starting it soon. So we're going to be talking about that for episode 46 of the show. So if you guys want to play along or if you have thoughts on that, you know, and you want to use that as your Patreon question, if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, just something to think about. So I wanted to call that out at the end of this one i think that will do it so before we sign off proper uh where can people find you at daryl uh, you can find me at the tall simone guy on instagram and twitch hell yeah brother and uh eli the birthday boy where can people find you at 
Narshar13, spelled with one D, on uh, on the Discord. <laughs> there you and, go. And uh, Instagram. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, CK Present in the Discord for myself and uh, my YouTube channel, which is old shit, but you can check it out. And d- again, Discord, best place to get a hold of us. Check out the Patreon if you would like. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is episode 45, as we mentioned. We'll be back in a few weeks' time. We hope you all have a wonderful few weeks in November here. Take care and, uh, and goodbye. Thank you.